0: Welcome back to the CTO Studio. I'm your host, Nikolai Walker. In today's show, we're going to talk to Vidya Dinamani about what the process looks like for doing something I think that a lot of us think about doing but never do successfully, and that's writing a book.
1: Yeah, sure. We can spend a few minutes talking about the book and what the process is. It's kind of like building a product, except much harder.
0: (laughs) And special spoiler alert, we learned today that Etienne de Bruin, our very own, is actually working on a book as well. Etienne, how many pages do you have so far?
2: I will indulge myself a little bit. So if you can bear with me, Uh, I am initially, I thought I would write about um, the first 100 days on the job as a new, as a CTO, as the new CTO to a company. And, and I know that there's the 90 day concept, but I was mostly looking at how I can base it on the promise that presidents make. You know, um, in my first 100 days, I promise I will A, B, C. And uh, that 100 days concept comes from specifically a U.S. president who did that for the very first time, and that was Franklin D. Roosevelt. So in the 1930s, he became president right as the Great Depression was happening and was in full full steam. And he, when he became president, he basically started a 100-day period. It turned out to be 100 days. But uh, within the 100-day period, he basically built the New Deal and, and and just enacted hundreds of laws to get the country back on track where it was this global depression. And so, so I... First, I thought, okay, well, I'll take a hundred days, and I'll break it into a couple of weeks, and I'll just recommend what you do in each of those weeks. And but then, the more I got into the research on the hundred days, the more I got sucked into this historic vortex, and I learned so much about about what he did. Uh, but uh, just from a process standpoint, um, I'm trying to see if I can draw a line between a couple basic things that he did that a CTO can apply to to when they land the job. And then combining that with systems thinking, I, I think I'm onto something. So I think uh, I'm having a lot of fun with the research. And, uh, you know, there's just a certain f- fear that comes over you when you start typing the words into the page you're like who am i why am i doing this who's ever going to want to read this who do i think i am how do i write when do you use punctuation how should this be formatted you know why does it taking so long to write this sentence you just went through all of that
1: I, every single step of it every single step uh, the pandemic is what actually caused us to finish because you uh, writing a book It's everyone says this, but it's just so hard to do. It's just you've got to write every single day. You've got to write a little bit and it can be absolute rubbish, but you've just got to keep writing because the whole process is editing. That's where it comes together. And so we had parts of the book for, I would say, over a year or two years. And the last three, four months had just pushed us into we're going to we're going to make it we're going to make it happen. And then we just finished, uh, our editor just finished with the book. And so it's very sobering because what you have is you think you've produced this baby, you've done your edits. We have edited it dozens of times ourselves. We've edited co authors with Heather, my business partner. We've read each other's, we've given each other feedback, and we believe it's it's pretty good. And then you give it to somebody else and they start tearing it apart. And then they tell you that you need to do more here, get rid of this. This piece doesn't quite make sense. So the process keeps going. Um, and it's it's interesting because I you know I kind of likened it to a product launch where it's voice of customer. We've been sending bits out. We've got interviews with product leaders from around the country that we've interviewed. Um, so they they've been listening to this and we've been testing it all along. And then this editor role is someone that's completely different. It's, she's in the voice of a customer because she's telling you these things don't make sense to me. And so it's brutal customer feedback coming at you when you thought you were ready to launch. So <laughs> that's an interesting experience.
2: Writing about products is kind of meta because you're writing about the thing that someone's giving you feedback on about the thing. So what's the what's the book about?
1: The book is about there's it's called Groundwork, and we've coached probably over 200 companies at this point, all the way from startups up to Fortune 50. So we have interacted with so many different teams and so many different industries and so many different types of teams. And uh, we've always had a consistent approach to how you begin thinking about product. And so we've taken those three pieces, the three pillars, and the way we, why we call it groundwork is there's no point even ideating or prototyping or getting ideas in front of customers until you have these three pieces in place. And so the analogy, if I'm, you know, we haven't quite picked one yet, but the analogy is you wouldn't plant without kind of getting your ground fertilized. You wouldn't build a building without creating a foundation. And so it's that piece. There's so much written about the art of product management, about how you think about how to build, what to build, um, all sorts of different sort of aspects of that. But this for us is where you start. It's it's ground zero. And so that's what we've talked about. So there's three pillars Um, And it's around your core customer and, and how you define that and how you find that. It's the customer problem so that you understand how to think about a problem way before you want to build or have an idea. You understand that it's something that someone actually cares about, needs and is willing to pay for, which is an important piece. So it's not just a great idea that someone says that's really cool, but they're actually willing to pay for you. Um, And the third is how to think about needs. And so this idea about moving from what you think is an idea or what you think is potentially a good solution into solving an unmet need. And so if you put those three pieces together, then you can execute, right? Then you get all the, the, the machinery around agile or lean or whatever methodology, and you can go build effectively if you've got these three pieces right. So the first part of the book is those three pillars. The second is three practices that we say help you in always kind of feeling like you are thinking customer and acting customer. It's it's those daily practices that we want every product person to, to get familiar with. So that's the book.
2: So the first pillar was find, defining your core customer. Second one was finding them.
1: The second one is defining the customer problem.
2: Okay, so it's who is your customer, what is their problem, and then how do you...
1: What do they actually need? Not what they say or what they say they want, but what do they need? Because when you get into need, then you have a solution that they can't live without. Because a lot of the time, a lot of people build products that customers would like or it's something similar to something else that exists, or it's a cool idea, but I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to buy it.
2: And and how often did you how the the two parts and the three pillars and the three things was that a structure that emerged after many iterations or did you pretty much have that nailed down in the beginning?
1: We had a a general framework, so I would say much like an architect, you know, sort of diagram. We sketched out what we thought this would look like, and we we thought that you know. It felt like these three pieces went here. And what we wanted to do was to have interviews that, of, of people, of product leaders that we felt did this really well. And so we, we mapped it out, we had a rough sketch, and then we broke it up. We took different parts each and we started writing. We then went to a second level where we said, okay, there's a second structure. So now it's more of a blueprint rather than the high level sketch. It's a blueprint of we want the pillars to be structured in a similar way that people feel familiar when they're reading this pillar, they go, I understand what it is. I understand how to do think about this. I've got examples. And so that structure is a blueprint. And then we follow the blueprint. So we kind of it was a little kind of like code, right? You had a structure. We, we went that way. And I think it was useful.
2: Well, and then also as product rebels, you've obviously, it's a tried and tested model. So really, you're just documenting it.
1: We are. And we're showing examples. We're talking about things that we have been practicing in one way or another for a really long time between us, like decades worth of product leadership. And so we know the stuff works. We wanted a way for it to be approachable so that any team could pick this up, they could learn it, and they could do this. That That's what we were going for. So you don't need years of, of product experience or, or being in corporations or, or having worked in this area. Literally, we want someone to be able to pick it up and go, I know how to do this.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think, I think half the battle is just getting rid of those assumptions that because I had the idea – Because I spoke with one person, I am now going to launch a whole initiative around it just to be like, okay, wait, wait, wait. There's some groundwork that needs to be done, and this is how to do it.
1: And also for a leader, for a CTO or a CEO, we wanted for them to have a way to ask the right questions. Because a lot of the time, they don't know that the groundwork that we're familiar with, especially when it's SaaS products or technology products, um, often it's like, there's a great idea, now we're going to go build it. And we spend 80% of our time talking about how to build it. And so think about how much more valuable the time spent in building would be if you knew that the, the preparation for the customer and the problem were there. Then I think is so much more effective. We want to increase everyone's chances of being successful in the market.
2: So uh, just to wrap up the book story, so find find. Finding an editor. So, so how many words did you write? And I think I read that around fifty, sixty, hundred thousand or less is basically where you want to land. Um, and then finding an editor. How how was that? Is that the next step? You you basically finish the Google Doc and then you find someone to edit it.
1: So yes, I think what you want is someone who you trust. So we interviewed different editors who had business experience. And then find someone that you want to work with. It's such a it's such an important part of your team because this person you're trusting to shape your words in a way that you think are you're going to like, you think are going to be right for your customer, and that you trust them. So that's a, that was a really um, that was an important part of the team. Then we had a designer. Uh, there's a designer for the cover. There's a designer for the layout if you're thinking both for a print version and an ebook version. And then the biggest learning is the launch team. So we've hired someone who's managing the launch. And this is not a product launch where you would start and think about, I'm launching now, and then how am I going to get growth out of this? This is negative three months. So before you think about launching, you're breaking it up into, how am I going to get the right attention? Who are the pre-readers? how who do i want to have testimonials from how do i create buzz and then you start creating some media pieces so there's so many pieces that lead up to the actual book being on the shelves or the the electronic shelves it's a lot
0: Thank you for joining me today here in the CTO studio. I would like to send a special shout out to Etienne De Bruin and Vidya Dinamani for working out and really detailing what it looks like to write a book. I know I was fascinated by it and I like I think a lot of you have thought about doing that. So appreciate you guys for both of that. I want to encourage all of our listeners to go listen to to go I'm sorry, go check out productrebels.com. I want you to go check out 7ctos.com. I want you of course to subscribe to the podcast available on iTunes and I want you to continue this discussion at ctostudio.fm. As
2: always, we'll see you next time.